Now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 524th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my uh, my fluffy and wonderful and jolly co-hosts. We've got the fluffiest Ramsey Cot. Hi, hi. And we've got the ever-present jolly uh, Claude Nine. What's up, y'all? And welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle is the podcast where we talk everything Pokemon from the trading card game to the video game to everything in between. Puckle stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League. A nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. The Royal We. <laughs> it's all my fault, guys. Happiness. Cheer. Christmas spirit. Clive, uh, this is this is the most toned down I've ever heard you in my entire life. I know. Life. You said I was going to be jolly, so I'm trying not to be jolly, and it's not working very it's well. It's not working very well at all. <laughs> I know. But I'm trying. Yeah, because his nature is jolly, but his ability appears to be contrary. So... Didn't have it. Didn't work. <laughs> no, it did not work. <laughs> well, Mary Puckle, Miss Everyone. I mean, very close. This is technically, I guess, the episode for that. This is the one that you'll have on Christmas Day to listen to. Is this the one that you're going to put the uh, my, uh, Jushiro singing my song? Do you have a new song? No, the the uh, Thatch Baby. Oh, I mean, I did it last year. I wasn't going to do it again. I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's a Puckle classic. That is a Puckle classic. Go listen to last year's Christmas episode. Figure that one out. And the, maybe the one before. There's been a bunch of them that's it's been in. There were like two or three, I think. Yeah. we've done. But yeah, uh, what have you guys been up to? Anything new? Anything interesting? Anything cool going on? I don't have anything to ramble about today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I guess we need to fill the air time with something then. I finished Brilliant Diamond. I started the Nuzlocke of Shining Pearl. And then mm. I was like, actually, all of this Pokemon, mm, I need a bit of a different flavor in my mm. gaming. And so I essentially picked Fire Emblem Three Houses back up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like we're the same person, Thatch. And I'm doing my second route. <laughs> and that's so, uh, that's very yes, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's a good yeah. time. That and the irrational fear of aliens. But uh, that's a story yes. for another day. <laughs> Actually, I, I think we could like, list of stuff about us yes. for like 20 minutes before hitting yes. something that we don't share but i think that's very true <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then fun fact there was a tiny earthquake here this morning which Whoa. is a very rare occurrence for oh, uh, this spooky. area that happened once in ohio like a couple years ago it's really weird when it happens because they're not like high yeah. high like magnitude earthquakes yeah they're like yeah, they're like four like magnitude four and because it's a logarithmic yeah. scale for those of you at home that just teaching moment <laughs> a four on the uh, Richter scale versus something like an eight or a nine is like way different. All that happens is like Mm-mm. you like have this moment where you go, "Did everything just shake a little bit?" Yeah, and it's like meh, and you move on. And then like later, the news comes on. They're like, "There was a, a magnitude four point five earthquake today," and it's yeah. just like, ah, so that 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 was what it was. Cool. <laughs> we got that. I I honestly like it said magnitude four point four in the news, but. I honestly don't remember if the Italian news usually uses the Richter or the Mercalli scale. 
I think the Mercalli scale is better. Whichever one Japan uses is the best one. <laughs> it's not the it's not the Richter scale. I know it's not the Richter scale. It's like it depends on what you're trying to tell. Yes. Because one has the actual power of the earthquake and the other one has the effects of the earthquake. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Yes, that is exactly so, the difference. I, I do think around the like three to five mark they go along relatively well together. So yeah. it's almost the same. Yeah. But yeah, the, the house did shake quite a bit. <laughs> and uh, it was it was weird because like it never happens around here, almost never, but the configuration of the terrain in the whole area that surrounds me means that we can never have a really bad one. So it's almost like a novelty <laughs> when one happens because you don't have <laughs> To be too worried, and it's something yeah. that is rare. So yeah. it's like, oh, what a refreshing way to experience an earthquake, not having to fear for your life or your possessions or your friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's rare. <laughs> Speaking of natural disasters, like we just recently had, it's not that far from me, where all the tornadoes tore through. Yeah, I heard. Uh, so like, I that just, was, I, like, we were talking about natural disasters, like right after that happened. So I wanted to make clear to people, like, they should go support that if they can. Mm -mm. Uh, the relief efforts because they just like it just destroyed like four towns in kentucky like they just don't exist yeah i heard it's I real heard. bad Very. like we had something similar happen here in dayton like a couple of years ago where um a tornado actually went through like downtown dayton mm. like maybe maybe like two miles north of downtown dayton which was two miles south of wow. my house <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was crazy because like you drive down like where uh the tornado went through and you can like see the path yeah, that yeah, the tornado yeah. took, and so that was nuts. But yeah, people should go support that if they can. Mm -mm. Um, speaking of other natural disasters that we have, Claude. Hi, oh yeah, I'm, an, I'm another natural disaster. <laughs> I, I just got through recently my like third wedding that I attended in the course of like a week ah, and a half. You're at that part of your life. Wow. Well, all right. So it's not that part of my life. It's the fact that three people ha had weddings within yep. a week and a half. Yeah. In December. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Like, it was the week after Thanksgiving, the weekend after that, and then a random Wednesday. It's because mm -hmm. it was COVIDing outside, Claude. Yes. Mm. It's not... It was COVIDing. So it's, uh, it, they have to get married someday, you know? Well, you got married recently, right? No. I'm engaged, though. Oh, you are still engaged. Ta I mean, technically, if you, you know, consider the law. I if guess. you consider the law. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, that's the right way to do it. If you don't consider the law, then no, like there was no party. But the, the actual ceremony is happening. That's true, because uh, I did not get to go to the party, okay? No, that's right. I did not get to go to the party. I would like to go and party it up. You are more than welcome to come join us. Uh, well, send me the invite, you know. I've got vacation time. <laughs> I mean, you time. will not know a single person there, but you're more than welcome to come party. That's even better. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better, Claude. He can party and drink, and no one will bother him. Nobody will know, like the weird guy on the dance floor, just like getting down. You know, mm -hmm. I'm gonna be wearing my Totodile Hawaiian shirt. Ooh. Okay, well, this is an instant sell, right? Yep, I'm sold. <laughs> I, I'm sure your fiance does not think the same way, but uh, uh, I I don't know. She might not care. I'll party it down. I'll be there in my in my shorts, my flip flops, and my Hawaiian shirt. I'll put on some sunglasses. You know, drink out of a pineapple shaped cup. <laughs> ah, there we go. 
Yeah. Exclusively. I'm going to, is it an open bar? Yeah, of course. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this will be fun. This is going to be a good time. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a great time, Claude. Uh, you know what? You don't even need to invite me as a guest. I'll come as a bartender. That's fine. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I've just made your wedding instantly better. Uh. All right. I, 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 I've sent you the. No. <laughs> the, the, there is our website. We're more than welcome to come party. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So other than that, I don't know that there's much else to talk about. I, myself, I, I don't think I've done too much Pokemoning this week. My wife and I are getting, getting ready for today as the day that we're recording, not the day that this comes out. We're doing a, uh, a like Christmas D and D one shot, a Christmas themed D and D one shot that she wrote. Oh, so, like I've been helping her get ready for that and like clean the house and help get like a lot of the figures ready. Lovely. Do you have to fight off a bunch of elves? No, I am an elf. I'm an elf named Gumdrop. Uh, he's going to oh discover God. he has a bloodlust. Oh, I love this. <laughs> he's he's got uh, two candy cane swords that he sharpened himself. <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna find out the real reason why Rudolph has a red nose. I don't know if that's what the story's about, but we're going to find out. Are you going to help Buddy find his dad? Yeah, I don't know. So, like, there's another guy who's coming. He's playing another elf named uh, Sugar Plum. Oh. Because we're gumdropping Sugar Plum. Oh, wow. And we decided that, like, at the end of the adventure, there's going to be somehow that, like, Sugar Plum's going to turn on Gumdrop, and Gumdrop's going to have to kill Sugar Plum. No. And then Gumdrop's going to get PTSD. That way I have an excuse for Gumdrop to get kicked out of, uh get kicked out of Santa's workshop on administrative leave and join the regular campaign. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, my God. I love this. <laughs> I I planned this out. I, I, I'm like a forever DM because, like, I already wrote a story, you know? And <laughs> I already wrote a story and, like, it hasn't even happened yet. So it's just like wow. a sign of, like, yeah, you're a DM. You you just wrote a story yeah. for a character you're going to play. I can no longer play D&D. I can only run D&D yeah. because if I don't, I will have characters with too in, too much stuff going on. <laughs> I've got one player in my regular campaign who keeps talking to me. He's like, I want to do character development. Uh, I'm, I'm just like, okay. And he used to be a forever DM, so like he has the same problem. And mm-hmm. he, goes, he goes, I want to get my hand cut off and get it replaced with a leaf sword. And I'm like, what does that have to do mm. with character development? <laughs> and he's like, I'll have feelings about losing my hand. <laughs> and I was just mm. like... <laughs> <laughs> okay um the, these are options that people have yes you know. uh i'm like mm, i feel like there's better ways to do character development <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know i kind of like that idea though well you you know what claude i'll have you meet this guy and he's a hoot and a holler so oh i see all that and a bag of chips uh he is oh i do like me a good half bag of chips let's talk about some pokemon instead here though we got a lot to talk about in the news. All right. All right. So, so Pokemon question of the day. If What do you think is Pikachu's favorite potato chip? We're going to kick it on over to the news. <laughs> so let's cue that epic music. <laughs> And welcome to the news. There's a lot of things that happen in the news today. 
Uh, first of all, we got a new trailer for Legends Arceus, which I think is the only one we're going to get in December because they just called it the December update. <laughs> mm. That would make a lot of sense unless they yeah. did like some surprise Christmas or New Year's thing. They're pretty good about staying away from those dates, to be honest. Um, well, they, they've mm-hmm. done stuff before, like not like big announcements, but like they'll do a little something for Christmas or for New Year's. It may, it won't, yeah. it won't be like releasing of new information, but like, yeah, but like, it'll be something cute, like Pikachu dancing to Christmas music. Like that's what it would be. It wouldn't be like news. To be fair, we have never been in a situation like this before. Yeah. Where there's a game coming out in January. So who knows? Right, maybe the cards are off the table. They did try to release Pokemon Bank like around this time originally. Oh, yeah. Uh, which was a disaster. <laughs> So, uh, but there was a new trailer for Legends Arceus, like I said. Um, it, it, it featured the, the, uh, uh, reveal of the Diamond and Pearl clans and also the Amonas Ginkgo guild. There was also a trailer, uh, for BDSP featuring the middle gym leaders because, yeah, we need news after the game came out. Yeah. Just to let you know that the games were, in fact, Diamond and Pearl, but that's it. <laughs> I mean, it's probably like for kids to ask their parents for the game. For Christmas. Yes. No, it, that's 100% what it is. Um, it's just to be like, hey, we filled it out. Now you know the game is a game. Please buy. But the uh, the new trailer revealed like a lot of things, like a bunch of new characters, nothing else. It was just characters. And there was a, the, the coolest thing I saw was not anything that they like pointed out specifically, but the dialogue that they showed with some of the characters, because we've got uh, the leaders of the Pearl and the Diamond clan like yelling at each other um, named... Adaman, which is a terrible name. That's awful. It, like, they were going for Adamant Orb and Urida, Irida, yeah, is her name. But she uh, starts talking about how, like, the Almighty Sinnoh created Hisui. Yeah, that was a bit awkward. I don't, okay, so the fan theories are going off that, like, Sinnoh's the word for Arceus, right? That's what the fan theories are going off on? Yeah. Thatch is here with a hot take. Mm-hmm. It is not Arceus. You know the statue that you see in Eterna City that looks like Palkia and Dialga smushed together? That's Sinnoh. And so these two, these are two people like going at something from the different angles, mm. looking at the same thing. I like that. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting take. They don't realize they're different. That's Thatch's hot take. I like it. I feel like that's too interesting. Like, that would make for such a cool <laughs> story, and they're not going to go there. <laughs> So, so what I'm hearing is like that. You have really good ideas. That means the Pokemon company won't do it. And yep. you're probably right. Cause I do this a lot. Isn't that like 50% of this podcast? Like- That's my MO. <laughs> <laughs> That's my MO. I'm just like, yeah, here's a really cool idea. And everybody's like, that is a really good idea. And it's just like game freak. You can- I can consult. Mm. I'll do it for a very low fee. Like I'm talking like 15 <laughs> bucks an hour. Just be like, this is what you do. And you make everybody super happy. Uh, though, to be fair, like, I, when I've been wrong, uh, I would say, like, 75% of the time I'm pleasantly surprised. Hmm. Fair. When I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Like, it's something cool that they came out with that we're not thinking about. Like, the Delta episode. Who would have saw something like that happening? Hmm. Yeah. That was actually a brilliant idea. I'm really happy about that one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I'm, I'm incredibly happy with a lot of those things. But maybe just, like, let me come in there and, like, help you realize that maybe, like, Mega Evolution is cooler than Gigantamax. Yes. <laughs> we have that we could have that discussion. But yeah, they revealed like a bunch of new characters, uh Adaman, uh and Aridia. So they're very like ham fisted, like these are guys are ancestors. I think Adaman's the only one that people haven't really found somebody for. Uh I thought he looked exactly like Riley. Oh, that's a good point. That's very true too. That could be it. Um and mm. then uh 
the uh, okay, Jenko Guild <laughs> uh, has a few members in it, uh, like Ginter, who is one thousand percent just Volkner. It's Volkner's daddy or granddaddy or something. Sure, we don't know the answer. It, uh, and then we've also got Volo uh, and their guide to monsters, who's uh, who's the ancestor of Cynthia. Yep. It's I I really don't understand what they're trying to do here. Uh, there's just a lot of ham-fisted stuff going on. Yeah. There's also, like, the Diamond and Pearl clan. I do want to make this clear because I see people, um, mostly my IRL friend groups, uh, talking about these things where they're just like, I'm choosing Pearl clan. I'm choosing Diamond clan. So, like, nowhere, nowhere in the press release does it say you're choosing either of these, by the way. Nope. <laughs> Uh, oh, there's one more thing I want to talk about. But the interesting thing to deposit is we could go to the, um, people have been complaining because of the $60 price tag on Pokemon Sword and Shield and stuff like that. That Pokemon's too expensive, blah, blah, blah. And we saw it with Crown Tundra, I think, more so than we saw with, uh, uh, than we saw with, like, actual base Sword and Shield. But it would be interesting if in the future, like, there aren't two versions of a Pokemon game. Granted, it would probably kill their sales. But they, uh, if you get, instead of the two versions of the Pokemon game, it's just one version and you do things inside that limit yourself to one choice. So, so you're essentially buying both versions in one game, but you can only play one version at a time. Because, I I mean, that's what they did with Crown Tundra. Because Crown Tundra was very much, it was very much like, hey, Regilecki or Regidrago, Bectria or Glastria. Okay, and so like, hear me out, BDSP's get game code kind of leads you to think that could be happening. Because uh, all it takes is literally like one bite in the data of BDSP to switch from Brilliant Diamond to Shining Pearl. Yeah, one flag. Wow. The game, the entire game's in both. You literally just like change one flag. Wow, I didn't know this. <laughs> yes, you just change one flag in the code and it switches between diamond and pearl. Uh, but final thing I wanted to talk about here, just because I want to like cut it off like right here before people go too crazy with their lives. Um, so people are just like, we haven't seen Leafeon and Glaceon yet, but Leafeon and Glaceon have both been mentioned in the press release and Pokemon uses very specific language in its press releases on purpose. Mm-hmm. So there are not Hisuian evolutions for Leafeon and Glaceon. You do not mess with perfection. All right. Well, let's move on. So going back to like 20 minutes ago when we were talking about BDSP and Christmas, there's now a mystery gift code, Merry Christmas, spelled with a one instead of the I. And this code will get you five color statues, you know, the, the green ones. Mm-hmm. And they should include Electivire, Pachirisu, Rhyperior, Lucario, and Glaceon. You know what? I welcome this. And this goes on until Christmas. I know, because you wanted an electric statue. There's electric (laughs) statues, and I can't get electric statues to save my life. So I only have electric statues. You can have them. I'll trade you. If only we could trade statues. Exactly. I keep thinking, oh, this is like my fourth Rhyperior statue. I wish I could trade this to someone. Literally, literally, this feeling that we're having right now about that is why they put trading in Pokemon originally. Yeah. Is because... Uh, Satoshi Tajiri? Yes. Um, and uh, his friend were playing, like, Dragon Quest. And one of, one of them got, like, a rare drop and had a, had two of them. And he's like, oh, I wish I could just give it to you. And they're just like, oh, that's what we should do. <laughs> Claude, you like the anime. How about you go ahead and... You I love the story? anime. Um, and speaking of the anime, the seventh episode of Pokemon Evolutions was released and focused on the Ecritique History Show featuring the Komodo Girls. You know, we'll understand the different ball aesthetics by having, like, the Umbreon Trainer with a Moon Ball, Hair Decoration, Jolteon has a Fast Ball, Vaporeon with a Lure Ball, which is kind of cool to see. I love that. But I'm really enjoying Evolutions. Like, I, I really like these, like, short little pieces of the anime or the canon of the world. Not even, like, anime. It's just, like, they go into the game canon, which I think is really cool, which is something that the actual anime doesn't do very well. 
Yes, but it's very much the story of Pokemon, and I yes. really like how they've done a lot of this, like either following the rivals or like other trainers. And I'm glad they got to do something with the Kimono Girls. It was it was a really cool episode. I really liked how they did it. Yeah. Also, there's a there's a raid event in Swish. Oh, cool! Because uh, that game still exists. Uh, you can get a de- shiny Delibird, a Cryagonal, and a Starmie. It runs through the 26th. Do you get why they added Starmie? Because because it goes yeah. on top of your on top of the tree. Yeah, it's so cute. I it's love it. Idea. Yeah, it's. I don't know. They've been they. Swish has done like really cool things like this. Like it, that's it's one of the things yeah. they're doing right. Right. So I love the little events they do like this, and they did it even better this time by giving us like more than a weekend to do it. Exactly. Which is all it takes. That's all it takes, guys. Yeah. Uh, and like shadow dropping it like the day before, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I I think they're learning because both this and the last event lasted at least a week. Well, I think part of it is like they want to, they they know like people are playing other games right now, yes. like other Pokemon yes. games, and so I think they want to be able to give people time to actually enjoy something like that, which is what they should have just done all along. They are very understanding of people like us who yes. will say, "Oh, I will open my Switch and boot up Sword and Shield," and then you boot up the Switch and you are playing Diamond and Pearl, and you're like, "Oh, wait, I was doing this," and then you forget yes, that yep. you meant to open Switch. Uh. This next piece of news was assigned to me because oh, it's so specific to my interests. It looks like a special TCG set will be coming to North America in June. It will probably have more character rares because there's a lot of them in Japan sets and not yes. a lot of them have come out in the U.S. yet. I was going to say, speaking of Japan, uh, Japan has some special Arceus tie-in episodes around the release of Legends Arceus. They're going to premiere only on Amazon Prime. In Japan. Weird. <laughs> in Japan. In Japan. Yeah, I think it's like four episodes that will only be on Japan Amazon Prime. I was really confused by this, by the way, because they just did like a special with uh, with Dialga and Palkia. And with all, with all, with the same cast of characters, cause like they met up with Dawn for this and they're just like, yeah, Dawn will be there too. Uh, and I'm just like, I'm very confused. Did we not just do this? And the answer is yes, Dash. We <laughs> yeah. did just do this, but we're going to do it again. <laughs> and with different this time, cause Dash is going to have the old Pokeball, cause the old Pokeball looks cool. Yeah. They're going to add that into the real game soon. It's just an item, kind of like the GS ball. Uh, mm. I really, no, I really hope that. Like, in a perfect world, they would update Swish to accept Pokemon from Legends Arceus, and, like, you could have that Pokeball. Like, it's part mm-hmm. of the style, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I just think it's a, it's a cute item, and I'm, I'm a sucker for new Pokeballs, so. And mm-hmm. it, lo- it looks like we're getting, a, like, a lot of revamp on that, too. Yeah, yeah. Which is really cool. So, that's actually all the news this week. Our Christmas gift to you is that there is no Pokemon Go news. <laughs> Woo! Just a reminder that starting on Thursday, December 23rd, if you spin a stop every day, you can start getting daily incubators. And uh, for Puckle News, we're still doing the advent calendar until the 24th, which is, I believe, Friday. Yes. This week. Uh, so you can keep doing that. Uh, patrons get bonus stuff, blah, blah, blah. At the $10 tier and above, I will make that clear. And yeah, it's, it's a good time. If you haven't already, please fill out the Puckle survey. If we hit 200 responses, I believe right now we are at 140. Mm responses on the survey if we hit 200 responses by the end of the month we will do like a giveaway of shiny pokemon for bdsp so if you haven't it's in the show notes please fill it out um we would really appreciate you taking the time to do that give us some feedback so that we can improve the show improve our content make new things make it better and uh, give you everything your heart desires but on that note we're gonna kick it on over to puckles pokey quiz where we're gonna quiz your co-host on their insane pokemon knowledge yeah pokemon knowledge (laughs) 
Hi, and welcome to the Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And thank you for that intro. We are going to go ahead and jump right on into it. Our first question is going to come to you from Foxy. There is one non-item trade evolution that will always bypass a held Everstone and evolve anyways. Which Pokemon is this? Kadabra Twilakazam. I heard this recently. I thought it was all of them, but yeah, yeah, definitely, all of them. No, definitely no, that, it's one. Kadabra. that one. It's only Kadabra. It's only hap- it's happened since Gen Four. That is correct, by the way. Yes. Uh, um, it Why is it just Kadabra. that one? Uh, I don't know. They just decided. I assume my in-game lore. I, I honestly think it was a mistake, but my in-game lore is that uh, Kadabra is too smart and is just like, yeah, I don't care, and wants to become an Alakazam anyway. I thought all four of those from the first no. game don't happen nope. anymore. Nope. Uh, it's just really it's, it's been happening since gen 4 we didn't discover it until gen 8 and then we dug back through the old code and we found it's just been there forever <laughs> yeah because <laughs> nobody's tried to trade a cadaver with an everstone yeah uh, my that's theory fair. my theory was that they wanted the least amount of cadabras possible to be around because of oh, my Geller. God. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean i guess so you guys are one for one on that very quickly. Um, our second question is going to come to you from the British gent. And as always, he asks you a manga question because he's... Oh, oh no. Um, in the manga, uh, the technique Gold called Super Rising Thunder, which was used by his Pibu the Pichu, is actually a move we all know by a different name. What is it? Super Rising Thunder? Yeah. So, Super Rising Thunder, I... I want to say it's Bolt Tackle, but... That's, that's I, what I'm, comes to my mind is... It's, just, uh, it's a Pichu, you know, yep. so you think of Pikachu's signature moves. Mm, it's that would make sense because they throw it into Smash as well, and that would be something they would do, because this... That would be cute. If that was... Uh, which which character was it, Thatch, that used the... Gold. Uh, gold. Gold? Oh, yeah. So it would, it would, it would 100% have been Volt Tackle, because that's what they put into Smash back in, like, you know, Melee. Yeah, let's say that we it we pull this idea out of literally nowhere, but we have no other idea, so I guess that's going to be our answer, Claude. Yep, pretty much. Okay, Volt Tackle. Volt Tackle's correct. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, that's the answer. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if it happened in the Gold, Silver, Crystal manga or if it happened in, like, the Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver manga, because Volt Tackle wasn't a move until Gen 3. Mm-mm. So uh, I don't know exactly where it was. All right. This next one is going to come to you from Liger. It is your Pokedex entry question, as always. And this one is from Pokemon Sun. And it says, when it finds a trace of its prey, it patiently stakes out the location. But it's always snoozing by nightfall. Who's that Pokemon? Oh, okay. Oh, gosh. I want to say it's like Young Goose because it has the stakeout ability and it's diurnal as opposed to Rattata being nocturnal. Now, now, hear me out. I think it's gumshoes because it can only evolve during the day. Okay, I like that. Uh, because you could find the other one, I think, at night, but you can't find gumshoes at night. I like that. I like that very much. Is that your final answer? Yes. Gumshoes is correct. Uh, oh, wow. 
Um, that's first. Uh, that that's the first entry. The second entry came from Ultra Moon, and it reads: Patient by nature, this Pokemon loses control of itself and pounces when it spots its favorite meal, Rattata. Ooh. I also don't think it evolves only during the day. It evolved only during the day. Uh, I, at least no, that's what I remember. Because no, Alolan Rattata no. was only at night. No, I don't believe that. Am I making this it's up? Only around during the day. It's I don't only around it during having... the day and the night. I yeah. think. well. Um, I could be wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. No, it, it, you are right. You are right. Oh, it's in the day. Perfect. Oh. Do it during the day. Wow. Okay. Fast I remembered so. That. This just tells you. No, like, uh, I. Dutch and I were embracing a young goose. Yeah. Right. Uh, everyone's favorite Pokemon from Gen Seven, obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah. For obvious I don't know. reasons. I don't know. I wish it was better. <laughs> so do I. I Stick out's a cool ability. It stick yeah, out's it a cool is. ability. It has a base one ten attack. What is this? Yeah. All right, wow. we gotta find a way to use it now. Okay. Well, it doesn't exist anymore, so. Not uh, great. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's not the problem. All right. So moving on, our next question is going to come. I I moved it. Um, is is your multiple choice question? <laughs> you guys are four for three. Uh, Wimsy kind of only needs six to win today. We're gonna uh, right. clean sweep this. Uh, I want to start off next year with a perfect que- eight. This question is worth up to two points today. There are definitely more than two answers. Um, and so I'm going to need, this one's got, it looks like uh, eight answers. I'm going to give you one point for every four answers you give me. Oh my. This is from Gus, the Joint Avenue Magnate. What are the eight moves that can be used outside of battles, aka field moves, that have never been an HM in any generation? Okay. Oh Sweet gosh. Set. All right. Sweet Set is one. Soft Boiled is one. Yes. Yellowport is one. Yes. Dig is one. There's four. Yes. That's four. Good job. Now I have. Now I have to think beyond this. Um, uh, you will have. Uh, you you do get two strikes, so you do have to okay. lock them in. Mm, um, can be used out of battle, but was never an HM. Oh gosh, I used to know this. Um, Rock Smash was an HM at some point. Right? It was also a TM. Yeah, that's like. Okay. Uh, Flash was the only another one that comes to my mind. Whirlpool, like it's on and off. Oh, headbutt. Oh, on the trees, right? Yep. Good job. Yes. Um, yes, I would lock That's that in. Five. Um, oh, um, secret power because I say you made bases in Gen three. Ooh, that's right. Only in? because I remember this from my current run of BDSP. But chatter you used to be able to use chatter and talk to people. That was used to be a field move. I'm almost positive it used to be a field move. Are you locking it in? I'm gonna lock it in. Well, That's we have seven. two strikes. That's seven. Oh my god! All right, now I'm, I'm kind of out now. I am gonna give you. I am gonna give you a minute. One minute from here. Okay. Cool. Hmm. Uh, is milk drink used the same way that soft boiled is? I I would guess it's the same. It might be that. That's a great idea. Let's try that then. Milk drink is the eighth one. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so you guys got all of them there. So you guys are yeah. six yeah. for six for uh, whatever. So I guess Claude's gonna be taking over uh, the lead in the lead report. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's my goal. That's my plan. Uh, all right. You guys can go for eight here if you get this next one right without an issue. Um, and this one is going to come to you from uh, from Farmer Fox. And he, Farmer Fox would like to know, which Pokemon has the highest HP stat of all flying Pokemon? Of all flying? Driftblim oh. is up there. And I, th- I think it's just Driftblim. <laughs> yeah. I'm like... I mean... Lugia and Ho are bulky, but they're more like on the defensive side. Whereas yeah. Drifloom has like 
almost no defenses, but just like I was running it in BDSP, and at the same level, it had like twice the HP of my other Pokemon. It was insane. I, I mean, I, I think it's just straight Drifliv, and I think you called it immediately. The only other one that I know has a high base HP would be Yveltal. Yveltal. Yeah, Yveltal is like, I think it has more rounded. Oh, it definitely, I think, is more rounded. I'm just, that's the only other one that comes to my mind that I know has a high HP set. Yeah. Um, so if you want to try to go for the eight. Points, oh, yeah. We're going Drifliv. Okay. We have to. Like, what's the worst that happens? Uh, we're wrong, and then we can ask for the hint. Well, then you're wrong, and then you just get the yeah. uh, uh So, the answer is Drifflim, with a base <laughs> HP of 150. Um, wow. Next is Yelveltel at uh, at 126, Mandibuzz yeah. at 110, and both oh, Lee and Ho-Oh at 106 follow that up. So, Wow. Uh, yeah, Drifflim, like, is far and away. <laughs> Like yeah, the, the highest. So, uh, the, I mean, I didn't expect this is like probably the fastest trivia is gone <laughs> in a very long time. Apparently, we just know stuff. And you know what? Yeah. People, people in the survey are just like, you need to ask more manga questions. And I did, and it didn't work, guys. Okay, I'm just throwing it out there. I've given zero hints today. <laughs> to be fair, like. It was a manga question that could be worked out without having. That's true. Exactly. That's kind of yeah. manga question in my opinion. Like th- this has been like the first time where, like, you know, what I didn't know, Whimsicott exactly. did, and like we would just balance each other so incredibly well. Today. We were like a perfect counterpart to each other in this yeah. one. All right. Well, that resets the trivia score. Whimsicott wins. Yay! Uh, but now Claude's Yay. in the lead with eight points, and everybody's Woo! at zero, and it's all their fault. I'm just gonna need to come back on a couple more times. Yeah, you got this. Um, I can do it in three more episodes, I believe. Theoretically, yes. Uh, that's just theoretically. Uh, that's a lot. That's uh, the- probably not. <laughs> You'd have to do if you got a perfect score four times, you would be able to do it. Um, you're allowed to miss two points if you did it in four episodes. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's a lot more than I thought it was. Okay, never mind. Um, you, you're allowed to miss up to four points or two points. So like you, you could do like, po- you could do like a seven pointer twice instead of two. Okay. Points. I'm just going to assume. All right. It'll take me four more episodes. What it really should be. Uh, for this sure. Way I, can get I mean, I, I definitely designed the, designed it on purpose this way, right? Um, I know. I'm just trying to break the mold. And so, uh, the leaderboard right now is Claude with eight points. Everybody else has to get on it. It's all their fault. Let them figure it out. Uh, until next time, if you want more Puckles Pokey quiz, <laughs> tune in next week, I guess. <laughs> and we'll see how it goes. All right. Uh, until then, we're going to kick it on over to the topic. Hey, would you like a green Tauros badge? Well, you can have one. If you come over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast, we are going to be giving them out once we hit $850. We're going to be giving those to every patron at the $10 plus tier because uh, we love you guys. We'd love to see this project project made. Of course, if we hit any other thresholds on the way there, such as $800 for the week-long giveaways to the community, that would also happen as well. So if you'd be interested in getting a green tourist badge, be f- feel free. Come on over. Uh, if you can't support the show, don't worry about it. You just listening is enough for us. So until then, though, guys, I'm Thatch, and I'll catch you guys on the flip-flop. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is how much nostalgia is too much nostalgia? I only came up with this recently because this week we got that new Pokemon Legends Arceus trailer, and mm-hmm. they dropped a bunch of new characters, and literally all of them are very ham-fisted ancestors. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, this is incredibly dumb. Yeah. 
I didn't realize how much I hate this. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. because the game's not turning into like, oh, I wonder what this character's going to do, you know? Uh, like Rose, Chairman Rose, like that's interesting. And even like when they yeah. announced Leon, that's exciting and interesting. When you find out like Lusamine is like the head of this thing called the Aether Foundation, mm -mm 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 -mm. it's really weird and it's cool. Yes. Yeah. This this time around, it's just like, yeah, this person's definitely an ancestor of Rowan, and this person's an ancestor of this person, and this... I'm like, okay, but, like, maybe somebody just didn't have a kid. This feels like a very J.K. Rowling problem. Yeah. 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 Where J.K. Rowling just marries off everybody in the book series. I mean, there's, there's a whole tradition of that happening in a lot of media. That's true. And honestly, that's like... That's the least problem that that woman has created. <laughs> so uh, much work yes. that she's done. Yes, I agree with but, you. But but since that saga had so much success, it brought it to the spotlight even more. I think that's funny. I like I I don't know. It's just that there. I saw there was so much, and you know, I'm a sucker because I'm a Pokemon fan for nostalgia, and I think Pokemon's mm. been riding on the nostalgia wave for a very long time, oh, like the past eight well, years. That's like that started with any of the remakes. Pretty much. I wouldn't even say it was any of the remakes. I would, I, I wouldn't say that I, that about Leaf Green Fire Red for sure. Okay, um, no, not those I, yeah. like, uh, like uh, Ores. Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, one hundred percent. Heart Gold Soul Silver, even. Even when they ported the original oh, like sure. Red Blue Yellow. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I so I agree with DS. you. I think I think the nostalgia like really kicked in though, like where they were kind of just banking on it because I yeah. Uh, I, I, as much as the next person, like the little callbacks, like I really like the celebration of the franchise that we got in X and Y, where they were just mm -hmm. kind of like, hey, we have like the old stuff here too, but some new stuff. And it was really refreshing after what, um, what shock to the Pokemon system black and white were. Yes. At the time. Yes. And so that was really refreshing to see like, oh, we haven't forgotten. But I think yeah. they saw the success of X and Y and then further Pokemon Go. Yeah. They really were just like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna really up that nostalgia real hard yes i think i think what i told you like before the episode is it's like going to the movie theater and there are like nine movies playing and none of them is a new thing like yeah. literally none of them is a new thing i kind of like this because we don't very rarely see characters get this kind of treatment right in the Pokemon franchise, like you don't get a lot of relationships between characters like this. You get, I, I would say, in terms of characters, like some of the most exciting things in the Pokemon franchise that have happened outside of like the Pokemon World Tour and Black and White Two, where yes. like when you play the original Diamond and Pearl, uh, which I know a lot, a lot of people didn't, but when you play them and like you run into Jasmine, mm -hmm. and you're just like, whoa, that's really cool. That's a really cool callback. Or even in Sun and Moon more recently, and you run into Grimsley. Yeah, I, I think that's really interesting and a very cool way to do it. Yeah, because it makes the world more real. Yeah. But, like, sprinkled in there a tiny bit. Yeah, this is, like, in your face. Yeah, this is too much in your face. Like, And I think one of the reasons we're feeling this a lot in Legends Arceus, I hate saying it, like, I know it's the canon pronunciation, but I hate saying it like that. Anyway, yeah. in Legends Arceus, we are playing in a region we've already visited, like, two months ago, by the way. Yes. With essentially no new Pokemon, because the only new Pokemon we're getting are, like, regional forms or evolutions mm -hmm. of previously existing Pokemon. I'm not I'm not super upset about that, per se. I'm not upset about that, but then you get the characters who are also, like, based on previous characters. Oh, I see what you're like, saying. We couldn't even get new characters, right? Exactly. Everything is old. Nothing is new. Yeah. 
I think they're going for like, okay, this is a new kind of gameplay for Pokemon. It's very different from everything we've done before. So we're going to make everything else feel super familiar, but I think they're overdoing it. I kind of feel the same way. Only I don't know why I feel this way and I feel bad for it just because when they dropped it, I was just like, man, this feels like a little much. I feel like I'm the only one that really, really likes it. I love when they like tie in characters and like go back and do like prequels and whatnot. And it's like, oh, it's, it's, these are how this all formed. Like, I love this adventure of Arceus so far where it's, this is this prehistoric Sinnoh region where, you know, you get to meet and see how things grow. I don't disagree with you entirely. I just think it's too much, you know, like. I don't think it's nostalgia though. I think it's just trying to tie in pieces and loose ends. There's no loose ends. Yeah, and I think maybe if they had done it, like, not so much in your face, like, you play through the entire game, and then you find out this character you've been playing along is, like, alongside of is Cynthia's ancestor. That's cool. You're right. All right. I'll give it that. I think that would be cooler than being like, hey, this person's literally just got the same model that we used for the Cynthia one, but we decided that they're going to be Cynthia's ancestor instead. Like, the the dude is literally just Cynthia, but a guy, which, by the way, wow. But, you know, <laughs> mm, mm. I don't disagree. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just find it really in your face. Here's a lot of stuff. And I, like, I don't want to say that the Pokemon isn't about nostalgia, right? Or, like, doing those callbacks. Mm. It just feels a little too much. I, I kind of understand what you're saying, though, Whimsicott, with there being... Uh, they're being I being like nothing new in this game per se because we're just trying to base it off everything old all the time yeah i i think the story will be interesting the story seems interesting from the tidbits we're so. getting and we're getting dropped so i i am excited for that i i don't know i i was just annoyed and i i could tell a few other people on twitter were annoyed as well because they're <laughs> just like they're like does everybody have to be and i'm like yeah i don't know <laughs> I, I don't know that yeah. everybody needs to be an ancestor of somebody I do like what she said, the thing that's more subtle, where it's just like, yeah, you want to know, like a good character connection, I think, Claude, that I think was okay. done very well okay. and very done very recently was Peony. Mm, yes. yes. Peony was done very well because he, that was a callback to another character that we had known. It wasn't clear that that was the connection because they, they changed his design enough, I think, to, to make him not look like Rose initially until he mentions mm-hmm. it. And so I think I think that's a good example of how to do it. These other ones where it's just like in your face, like, yes, I'm Professor Rowan, but ancient now. Ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> I think it might be a little too much. I think it's just like the tone of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. It doesn't fit as well when it's just in your face. These are these ancestors. Yes. It yeah. makes more sense if you find that kind of stuff out because that's cool lore. That's to the have. fun part, right? Exactly. Like, that's the yeah. fun Mm-mm. part is discovering that. Like, it's the kind of thing where, like, I can go on a wiki, right? And I can read, like, oh, Peony is Rose's brother. But, like, that's the kind of stuff where I go, well, I want to go experience that for myself and find out why. Yeah. Right? Because I don't instantly yeah. see that connection. But, like, here, they're, like, in your face. They're, like, yeah, this is definitely May slash Serena. Yeah. One day they will they will, they will will mother a child that will become yeah. May slash Serena. Think about this. Like, they wanted this to be Pokemon Breath of the Wild. Think about Breath of the Wild. You wake up and you know nothing. I don't disagree. I disagree with the notion that this is going to be Pokemon Breath of the Wild. I disagree, but people wanted it to be Breath Pe- of the yeah, Wild. Okay, it's okay. We can say that the Pokemon fan base wanted that, but the Pokemon fan base exactly. is very bad about things. I should That's know. True. I'm part of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the Pokemon fan base is really bad about it. I think this game's going to be... I think this is more... 
a response to Nintendo seeing, and maybe even Game Freak to some extent, seeing the success of the Monster Hunter franchise? Oh, yeah. It does feel a lot like that. Uh, you can see Nintendo's trying to make moves to, like, get some exclusive Monster Hunter stuff, but they probably can't grab Monster Hunter exclusively because there's more money in being on multiple platforms, obviously. Yeah. And I think they're having a difficult time, like, getting Monster Hunter to become a Nintendo exclusive as much as they want it to be. And so they're just like, why don't we just make our own? And they're like, we can take Pokemon Monster mm, Hunter. In. I guess. Transition. And then Game Freak gets their little, like, oh, we have a game that's successful that's not just a JRPG that's been the same for 25 years. Yeah, it's a JRPG that's been the same for 10 years, but with yeah, a exactly. paint. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's something that they could build on more so than they could build on in the traditional Pokemon games, where that formula's yeah. just been set in such a way that it's really hard to tamper with it without because it's like a delicate machine. You change one part of it, and you can throw off the whole thing in the traditional Pokemon game. But here, it's just completely mm. new, and so they can just do whatever they want. They can be like, yeah, you could craft that Pokeball before, but we changed it now. It's just like Witcher potions. It's a different potion now yeah. when you do this, you know? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you can make it like the first of a series, or if it flops, you can just say, okay, let's try something else while still, like, churning out main series games. Looking so, at you, let's go. Yeah. Looking at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, did let's it. go. Uh, I can't wait for Let's Go Johto to be announced uh, on Pokemon Never. Day, and then we'll be all people be upset. were clamoring about it all week on the internet for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. I was so annoyed. I only understand from like the nostalgia standpoint of doing Let's Go Johto. Hmm. The the problem with Let's Go is that one, the capture mechanics are kind of bad. Yeah, yeah. very true. Two. Like, the whole point was to, like, regress it to, like, simpler Pokemon. But the problem is Pokemon isn't isn't not simple now. It's just that yeah. it's gained things over the years, right? Yes. Yeah. And, like, and they're slowly taking some of that stuff back. They kind of are. You're not wrong. I would even argue BDSP was essentially a Let's Go game. It kind of was. Yeah. Without the stupid capture mechanics. Exactly. I guess. It, it didn't I do guess. the things that Let's Go did wrong. Uh, yeah. I agree with this. I'd be more okay with, instead of getting straight let's go we just get you know give me mm-hmm. give me give me soul heart gold and heart heart soul silver <laughs> i was thinking the same thing you you do a bdsp but you do it with you know heart yeah. gold and soul silver although actually like i was listening to last week's episode earlier today yeah and i think i'm i'm really terrified that what they would do is, oh no, we gotta make it like the original, so oh, they would no. get the Gen 8 code, oh, gosh. and then they would get the Heart Gold Soul Silver code, and then they would get the Gen 2 code, and they would say, guys, have fun together, and oh, no. the result would be an atrocious mess. Now kiss. Now kiss. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> Oh, I gosh. still can't believe the BDSP code is a mess. I still cannot get over how much of a mess the BDSP oh, code it. is. It, it is one of the greatest games we've had in a long time because of it. I recently told my siblings and my sister's boyfriend about how they got to the code for BDSP, starting yes. from Gen 1. And by the time I finished, I was literally on the floor laughing. They could not get up from the couch because they were laughing too much. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> like, they could not believe it. Like, and the story was the same, like, nine times over. They were surprised yeah. every time. They could not believe that. It's insane to me. I don't know. Yes. It's just, it's, it's hilarious. And I think it's only because I'm a, a, such a big Pokemon fan that I know this because, mm-hmm. like, I we overanalyze the games. Let's be honest. Yes. <laughs> Looking at stuff like that is just like, man, that's really funny. 
I, I think they literally just took time in BDSP to just, uh, I, I think a lot of the time in BDSP's development, and I will, I will stand by this for a while. It was just to like move it to Unity. Yeah. 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 Move the engine to Unity. I, I honestly think that was a bulk of the development time. So that, that's good. But, uh, back to nostalgia. Uh, <laughs> back to nostalgia. If I think back to BDSP and like mm-hmm. the whole premise of the game was to like, you know, bring back the nostalgia of, you know, going through Gen 4. Cause in my mind, that was a very revolutionary game. I think that's the only reason to have it. So in my mind, like, like Gen 4 really brought out the idea of this can be a competitive Pokemon game. You can have a competitive Pokemon yes. game. They flushed out a lot of the abilities, a lot of like how you breed. IVs, EVs mm-hmm. made a lot of that stuff easier than Gen 3, where it was there, but just wasn't played as much. And that's where competitive mm. Pokemon, I think, really, really started. I think it's because of the online. I'm going to, like, half agree with you. I think competitive really did find its foundation in Gen 4, but they did have uh, whatever the equivalent of the VGC circuit is now today uh, in Gen 3. Yeah, but it wasn't really exist. Big. No, 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 absolutely. And I think Whimsicott hit the nail on the head by saying that it had a lot to do with uh, being able to play online. Exactly. Because if you ask, like, any of the people that are, like, oh, I say, our age or older, and it's like, oh, yes. when did you get into competitive Pokemon? 90% of people say Gen 4. If, if you started around Gen 4, that's when you got in. I mean, unless you didn't start till after. That's why this podcast exists, right, Thatch? Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, that's why Puckle exists. Puckle didn't start as, like, a podcast. Puckle started as the idea that, hey, let's build a website where people can do tournaments and we can have a lot of fun battling online using this Wi-Fi connection. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Then uh, it just inevitably evolved because I wanted to be a radio DJ or something. Uh. <laughs> then it turned out I'm actually like I'm like I'm like halfway decent at podcasting sometimes. Mm, you don't say. <laughs> I'm like I'm like okay at it after 15 years of practice. 15. Give yourself some credit. You've only been doing this for almost 14 years. Only 14. That's true. 15 is an exaggeration. <laughs> I I don't know what I'm saying. I feel like we've had this exact conversation before, like 10 episodes Probably. ago. It's just a crazy thing to think about. But yeah, no, I yeah. think that's part of it. Um, I, I'm going to disagree with you on the EVs and IVs thing. This physical special split, I think, was bigger than EVs and IVs. Mm. Yes, I forgot about that one. But yes, that was much more important. 100%. EVs and IVs were not transparent at all in Gen 4. We didn't have I any of the mechanics to actually... No, they were not. I, I remember, whole, whole I remember like, EV training hard in Gen 4 to build a team. You can EV train in just as hard in Gen 3. Literally, literally yeah, the only difference was the power it, items. This is nostalgia. This is my nostalgia. Let me have my moment. I'm just telling you that it's not, it wasn't as simple as you think it was, like it compared to Gen 3 or something beforehand. I do agree that Gen 4 is where things started to take See, off. See, and this is where I would disagree because I use the Pokey Radar to EV train all the time. Because it was, oh, I That's have fair. to just keep this chain going and I'll find the same Pokemon over and over and over again, which was my way of EV training. I mean, you could do that for that, but there were definitely, if you look at, uh, there's a, actually a really old website that people have rediscovered because they haven't updated since I think past Gen 5 called Cypokes.com. Mm. Oh, Cypokes, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, remember Cypokes? I do. Mm-hmm. And Cypokes.com literally has, like, if you go on there, they have a really good guide on no matter what game you're playing that they have data on, the best mm-hmm. route to go EV train on because they will find a route where you will get... 100 the evs 100 percent of the time for each specific stat in every yeah, game yeah. so you don't need pokey radar <laughs> i don't i don't think that's a necessity to help ev train i agree with like sos battles i believe sos battles like help you stack in gen mm-hmm. 7 but the pokey radar didn't do that in gen 4 uh, which is unfortunate 
I, I think there are definitely better ways. Like the more improvements, like the real improvement and like the real like aha moment, I think for Pokemon uh, competitive, like breeding and stuff in the games was Gen 6. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. I, I blame Destiny Not for that. Yeah, like, well, not blame. I credit but Destiny Not. Like, Destiny, the Destiny Not improvement was 100% the change that made Pokemon, competitive Pokemon, incredibly more accessible. In the same game, they introduced a way to EV train without battling wild Pokemon. To be fair, Super Training was cool. I miss it. Exactly. Exactly. Like, you had the, the perfect storm. Like, you get five IV, like, breeding, and you get Super Training. Like, it was amazing. Yeah, the only thing that they could have done better was literally show you the numbers. <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> literally I show guess. you the numbers. Yes. I think I think that's the only thing they could have done better. And I think they're kind of getting there. I don't know. They they don't like showing the numbers, which is unfortunate. I was thinking though, going back to a previous part of the discussion, that it's really really ironic how Gen Four was the game that brought like online competitive battling to the forefront, and now the remakes. Like, you can't play competitive. <laughs> you can. It's just more difficult. You can't. You really can't. I've seen people try. Yeah. It's hard to do 6v6, which is unfortunate. It's impossible. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Unless someone, like, sets up and sweeps the other person. Yeah. No. it's Yeah. You're not wrong, though. And it made me so sad because, like, I finished the game in Diamond and I thought, oh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, like use the Pokeradar to shiny hunt a bunch of shinies, and then I'm going to make a, like, a competitive team out of them. Competitive when you have, like, I don't know, <laughs> Pachirisu, but <laughs> you have battles with. And, and then I thought, wait, I can't do that. Yeah, it, it's still confusing to me why they don't allow that. I'm hoping it was just, like, a really bad oversight. Mm, maybe. That's my hope. I'm going to hold my breath until Gen 9. That's my answer. <laughs> yeah. I'll I really miss it. Uh, because I think if they were to replace that, I could forgive literally any other issue that I have. Yep. Honestly, same. Yeah, I think I could I think I could forgive any other issue. Just because it's just like, yeah, give me a reason to just want to breed Pokemon in your game. Yeah. Yeah, and shiny hunt and do everything else that you do post-game. I would love to do that. I don't know. I, I think they're shooting themselves in the foot a little bit on that. A lot, actually, I think. It definitely hurt. Actually, um, like this is this is like this somewhat segues into like some puckle stuff. It does hurt because uh, actually a lot of people who listen to the show stopped playing competitive like over the past two years. Like the yeah. percentage mm-hmm. of people that play competitive versus don't now is way higher than it used to be. Yeah. That's I think the big <laughs> thing with nostalgia is that like we want to be able to go back to that. Exactly. Sometimes they hit the wrong parts of nostalgia. Mm. Like yeah. Whimsicott said, I would love to have discovered this other character that doesn't look like Cynthia was related to Cynthia. Yeah. I would have loved to see that. And I, I think that's I maybe maybe the thing is nostalgia is not bad, right? I don't want to say nostalgia is bad because the Pokemon franchise kind of just runs on that now. Yes. Looking at you, Charizard. <laughs> I don't think nostalgia is bad per se, but maybe the way they're doing it in BDSP or not BDSP, Legends Arceus, it might not be the most effective way. Nostalgia is a fish. You can cook it slowly in an oven with potatoes and spices and it's going to be delicious. Or you can take it out of the water cold and slap people in the face with it. I, I'm thinking about it now. It would be very interesting to have seen a character who was the merchant from the Jinko clan or Jinko Merchant Guild or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Who like like we have uh, we have Volo, which is still a funny name because of D&D. We have Volo. It's funny to me because it's it's an Italian world. It's an Italian word. Volo means flight. If Volo had any other character model, 
that it didn't look like Cynthia. And then the press release was like, yeah, this is Cynthia's ancestor. I'd be like, that's mm. cool. Yeah. I think I would have, I think I would have been like, that's cool. I think it's just being how ham fisted they are about it. Where they're just like, yeah. yeah, we just took this pre-existing character model and we slightly tweaked it and we put it in the game, Mm-mm-mm. which is it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's just a little too much. I feel like I feel like the ham-fistedness is like really getting to me. I'm sure it's only going to get worse. <laughs> mm, I hope not, but <laughs> I'm sure it's only going to get worse. But we'll find out. I don't know. Do you guys have any other any other thoughts? Hmm. No, I was going to go on a rant about how nostalgia is different for me because I played the games at a different age. But honestly. It doesn't really change all that much at this point. It was a really That's long true. time ago for all of us. Yeah. yeah. So. Isn't it weird to think that I was thinking about it? I'm like, Diamond and Pearl, like OG Diamond and Pearl came out like 15 years ago. Yeah. And we're playing BDSP. And I'm just like, man... That's a long time. <laughs> That's like is is that is that weirder than the fact that the first time I played Pokemon Red, I was older than you were when you played Diamond and Pearl. Uh that is true. That's yeah, weird, it barely. Right? It's barely true, but it's true. Not so barely. I mean, <laughs> all right, though. I think this is a good place to wrap it up. Then, so we're yeah. gonna yeah something, Claude. Did you say something? Yeah, I said yes. I think no, this oh, is a good you place said to wrap yes. it up. I en- I enjoy you, Claude. I enjoy uh, you too, Thatch. Nostalgia. <laughs> that's what keeps us together in this Pokemon world of a community that we live in. <laughs> uh, I hope more than nostalgia keeps you and I together, Claude. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Ow. I'm sorry. Ow. Claude, please don't break his heart. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> All right. On that note, we're going to kick it on over to the Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you on the flip flop. Pokemon the episode. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 212, Scissor, the Pincer Pokemon. From Ash's Pokedex in episode 140. It states, Scizor, the Scissor Pokemon, the evolved form hmm. of Scyther. Its incredible attack speed and large scissor-like claws make it a formidable opponent. But as we all know, Scissor's not the Scissor Pokemon, it's the it's Pincer Pokemon. It's the, to be fair, the pincer, the Scissor Pokemon makes more sense. It does. but uh, it, Also, it is, did it just say it has incredible speed? Attack speed. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. You can tell the anime really knows what it's doing. Yep. <laughs> oh yes 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 uh so we've got a uh scissor is a good pokemon as always based out of total of 500 same as scyther but because they took all the speed out of it and they shoved it in its attack stat <laughs> um hmm. and its defense stat yeah uh, base 70 HP, base, uh, 130 attack, base 100 defense, base 55 special attack. That's just nonsense. Nobody needs special attack. Um, and then special defense of 80 and a speed of 65. Um, but who cares? You're going to bullet punch anyway. So <laughs> you're going to bullet punch Pretty anyway. Much. Uh, in, in BDSP, it actually gets like a lot of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it doesn't get, it does lose access to pursuit because pursuit doesn't exist anymore, which is fine. Pursuit was uh, bad for the game, IMO. But we've got a mm. team today. This is actually a BDSP VGC team. They call it VGC. It just means doubles. <laughs> because yeah, it's I mean. never going to be officially supported. Um, it's a fun meta, though. And I heard it's incredibly healthy. 
Um, and this team looks mm. just fun. This team, like, I don't know. Every time I see a BDSP team, I'm like, man, it's so cool seeing all these old Pokemon that didn't work, uh, that don't work anymore. Work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or things that didn't exist until a month ago. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I was just like, wow, this is great. Um, all right. So I'll let Whimsicott start because she's going to get the, the okay. man of the hour scissor. So Yeah, scissor. Because... Scissor carried me through the Cynthia fight, so I was like, I want to take the scissor. Okay, this scissor is holding a metal coat. Uh, the ability is Technician. It has max HP, max attack, four special defense, and an adamant nature. It's running X Scissor, Bullet Punch, of course, Sword Stance, of course, and Protect, of course, because it's VGC. So yeah. you just get a Sword Stance up, and you bullet punch everything, and you excisor the things that you can't bullet punch, essentially. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's big, and it's scary, and it hits hard. Yep. It's it's, it's, it's scissor. Welcome, scissor. Uh, all right. Yep. What, yeah. What else you got? Speaking of things that take a bullet punch, we have Gastrodon holding a citrus berry true. with the storm drain ability because you want to, like, take those colds away from your scissor. It has mm -hmm. a modest nature, 212 HP, 180 defense, 60 special attack, 52 special defense, and 4 speed, which is really something to behold on a Gastrodon. It has mm -hmm. Ice Beam, Earth Power, Recover, and Yawn. Just a relatively standard Gastrodon, I would say. Yeah, uh, it doesn't have like muddy water or something, but I don't know if it gets that, honestly, in BTSP. Uh, in BTSP, uh, I don't know. I, I'm looking at this team too. My first thought was like, how does this team itself beat uh, beat this? But we'll find out, I guess. Uh, mm -hmm. um, I, I assume it's. I assume the next member is what is used to take out the Gastrodons, and that's Latios with choice specs. Uh, yeah, uh, pretty much. The, well, because there's no AV anymore, right? There's no AV in BDSP. No. Um, mm. And so, so you don't have to worry too much about the special defense on on your Gastrodons. And so, this no. is a Latios with choice specs. Uh, four defense, two fifty two special attack, two fifty two speed, timid. It's got Draco Meteor, Psychic, Ice Beam, and Surf. So I mean, you just click Psychic, and you're probably fine. Uh, <laughs> you probably just spam Psychic, and you probably KO it before it can KO you with Ice yep, Beam. Yep, pretty much. Yep. Uh, following that up, we got the Man of the Hour, the one of the coolest Pokemon that's ever existed. That's not uh, not what's its face, uh, for Alligator. Or Electivire. Uh, <laughs> or Electivire. Uh, it is Tyranitar. Uh, we've got... Uh, Tyranitar was, like, one of the first two original mascots of Puckle, by the way. Just in case people didn't know. It was, like, Feraligator, oh. Tyranitar. I thought Suicune was, was one of the originals. Uh, it was. Uh, there's no real answer to these questions other than, like, this one looks cool. Yeah, I think it was, like... Wasn't it like, okay, these are our favorite Pokemon, yeah. but yeah, Suicune looks better on the thumbnail? Yeah, that's the answer. <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, this is a Tyranitar though that's scared of getting scalded uh, or burned or anything. So this is—he's holding a Lumberry. He's got the ability Sandstream because he's a Tyranitar, and he's got two fifty-two attack, two fifty-two speed, Jolly Nature. He's running Rock Slide, Crunch, Dragon Dance, D Dance, Titar mm. coming back, uh, Love it. and Protect. And he's Tyranitaring away. And to round out the team, we have one dog and one cat. We have Arcanine. Uh, holding a Figgy Berry, ability Intimidate. 
Uh, Eevees are 252 HP, 4 special defense, and 252 speed. Jolly Nature with Flare Blitz, Snarl, Will-O-Wisp, and Protect. Very supportive Arcanine. That's your budget in Sagaroar. Yeah, budget in <laughs> yeah. is Arcanine. <laughs> and then we have the cat, uh, the cat himself, uh, Raikou, uh, with a light clay, inner focus, with 244 HP, 4 defense, 4 special attack, 4 special defense, and 252 speed with a timid nature, Thunderbolt, Reflect, Snarl, and Volt Switch. Since you only care about Reflect and not Light Screen. Yeah, well, with Snarls everywhere on this team, yeah. well, by everywhere on, like, two of the yeah. Pokemon, who really cares uh, exactly. about about Light Screen? You can just Snarl and not worry about it, so definitely the right choice. Uh, Raikou still gets Scald, and it, I think that is always a viable option <laughs> on a Raikou. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, this, so is fun t- th- this is a fun... This is a this is apparently the uh, number one team on the BDSP VGC ladder on uh, Showdown right now. So definitely go try it out. Uh, it will be on the Discord server. You can grab it, play around with it. Like I said, I'd say, like, oh, we'll give away this Pokemon for the patrons or whatever. But we got the advent calendar, and you're getting yeah, a lot of good. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yep. much better. So, yeah, it's much better. I could quit the advent calendar if you want, okay? And we could just do one of these guys. Oh, no. No. Uh, yeah, don't do it. Let me give away. I think tomorrow's giveaways are, like... Tomorrow's giveaways are good ones. It's like uh, Glastrier, Shiny Regidrago, and Shiny Zygarde. Wow. Yeah, those are the those are the choices. Um, and we'll see if we uh, if we hit enough likes or whatever on on Twitter to be able to give away all of them. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's been a good time. This is a team you can play with it. I haven't played with it yet. <laughs> I need to be better about <laughs> doing that beforehand. So yeah. Uh, on that note, uh, we're gonna go ahead. New Year's resolution. Play with teams before the episode starts. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to go ahead and kick it on over to the mailbag. So let's uh, let's kick it on over there. It's mail time. Sending your emails. Mail. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where you send your emails into pucklepodcast at gmail.com and we'll probably read them on the show. Hopefully, maybe. Of course, this show, this part of the show is always brought to you by the energy drink Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! Hooves! And as always, we'll give out the Green Tauros badge. Somebody writes a really decent email. Uh, so without, or something that inspires conversation. So without further ado, we're going to let Whimsicott start things off today with this mm-hmm. email from Trevor, or Trevster. All right. My bad. Trevster says, hello to the most energetic co-hosts and Thatch. Like, Thatch is not energetic. I'll I'm not. I'm just um, a very depressing, crotchety <laughs> old man. Didn't we just discuss how disgustingly older than you I am? Shut up. Um, as we all know, Red and Blue were the most glitchiest of all generations. But I never really noticed how many glitches there were with move interactions such as Leech Seed and Toxic, Wrap, Hyper Beam, Skipping Recharges, while I played through it so many years ago. There was one move that I did notice, though. It was how Focus Energy never did anything, yet every fighting type would always use it. So young 8-year-old me concluded that fighting types were just bad, not realizing that Focus Energy was just broken. Honestly, that's good reasoning. The glitch that was my favorite and that I used the most was the infamous Missing No Duplication glitch. 
However, I don't know how or why, but I do remember that it was also somehow possible to encounter Pokemon over level 100, and so I caught a level 200-ish Snorlax on that shore of Cinnabar and used every duplicated rare candy I had to make it level 502. You could do that. Yes, it was silly. (laughs) It was very silly. That's amazing. So then I did what any 8-year-old would do with the level of power. I went straight to the Elite Four with just my Super Snorlax. After the first battle, it reverted back to level 100. Yeah, because the XP rolls over. Yeah. And I eventually lost because that was the only Pokemon I brought. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure someone with more understanding of game coding could explain why it reverts to level 100. Well, it's because, like... It only had like 256 like bits to store the information. And when it went over, yeah, it essentially rolled over and went back. Yep. Mm -hmm. Very technical explanation. It's like when you had an old odometer on your car that only had like uh, five digits and you hit the million miles. Or 100,000. Or the Mm -hmm. 100,000 miles would just roll over to zeros. Yeah, like Nadia Komenechi getting technically a one at the 1974 Olympics because... Like, the scorecard only had two places, yes, and she got exactly. a perfect 10. So, <clears throat> glitches like a level 502 Snorlax in an era before gaming and the internet became intertwined made all the crazy rumors you heard on the playground about Yoshi being a Pokemon, something being under the track near the SSN or Peekaboo existing, all seem plausible, and promoted the spread of more rumors than trying them out. I I told the story that this is why that happened, by the way. Like, that's why Mew happened. It was because of Playground Rumors. That's why Mew exists. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, they they snuck it into the code, right? It wasn't meant to be there. Yes and no. So what happened was they had enough in the code, so Game Freak put it in. They wanted to have a Pokemon the entire time that would just spark Playground Rumors. Because before that, they were a Japanese mm-hmm. gaming magazine. Yeah, yeah. What would happen was... They would just report on rumors because you couldn't just go to the arcade without infinite dollars to like confirm some of these rumors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So a lot of the magazine was just based on playground rumors, essentially. And they wanted to create their own playground rumors. That's amazing. That's such good thinking. Like, it's such a big part. They literally did it because they were like riding the culture wave. They were so right. Like, that's such a big part of the mystique of Pokemon. Yeah. Like, they hit the nail on the head right there. Yeah, no, they were just really tapped into the gaming scene. Like, Game Freak was... I, I always think it's best to have games that are made by people who play games. Yes, 100%. Yes. That's, that's why we all really loved Awada as president of Nintendo. Yes. And that's why we don't talk about the current president of Nintendo at all. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's where I'll leave that part. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the email continues. Some of the craziest rumors that I heard and then tried were, one, if you surfed up and down the water path between Rock Tunnel and the power plant a hundred times, then you would find a Togepi egg in red and blue before <laughs> eggs were a thing. <laughs> Two, funny. if you played for 100 hours, then the SSN would come back and you could reach the truck with Mew without hacking. I bet people put way more than 100 hours in those games, like, oh, naturally, yeah. without even having to try. Speaking of nostalgia, the amount of times that they did such cool stuff with the anime to, like, reveal new things, I really miss that. Yeah, that was Where it would just be like, because, like, it showed, like, a level of pre-planning that was insane. Yes. Three, if you beat the Elite Four over 100 times, then start a new game in Gold and Silver. Oh, ouch. Ouch. Professor Elm won't give you a starter. Instead... 
he will tell you that your Pokemon have died and ask if you want to eat them. That's a weird one. Who would ever care to do that? Ask if you want to what? Eat them. Eat them. Oh my god. Gosh. Mm -hmm. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, the last one I didn't try because I knew it had to be fake, but honestly, those three don't sound too far off from a kid on the playground telling you he had a level 502 Snorlax, but can show you because it turned back to level 100 when he used it. That's such a good point, though. Like, yes, maybe some of those crazy things were real, but... I'm it's telling like, you, like I'm telling you, Meganium can learn fly, okay? <laughs> I knew you okay. were going to say that. <laughs> I'm telling you what happened. I knew you were going to say that. It happened, okay? Ah, that, that's such a cool callback. Oh my god. <laughs> Could happen. Uh, Mega, uh, Mega Meganium is going to be grass flying type. Um, and it's going to helicopter. helicopter with the pedals, okay? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that one, Trumpster. Oh, amazing. This next one is going to be from Connell. Hey, hey, hey up, Puckle. How's it going? Uh, I hope you're all grand. I've been listening a couple of years now. The trivia section really got me hooked. But due to the timing of when I listen to the podcast at work, I always forgot to email in on time. Anyways, here's my personal favorite glitch in Pokemon, and it actually comes from the most recent gen in Sword and Shield. As a slight oh. tangent for a bit of background before the glitch, I started playing with Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, so when Deep Diamond and Pearl and Platinum came around, I had to start to look at different ways to play the game, and one thing I really enjoyed doing for some reason was getting fully evolved Pokemon as at at as low of level as possible. So things like getting a level 1 Roserade slash Arcanine or a level 2 Togekiss, when Sun and Moon came out, you could get a level 10 Salamence, and I was unreasonably excited by this. Hmm. So back to the Swish and the Glitch. Uh, it turns out that if you use a rare candy on a Pokemon that was about to evolve, but held down on the D-pad just as you gave it to them, you would instead end up evolving the Pokemon below them in your party, assuming they had another stage of evolution, regardless of their level. This also applied to Pokemon still in their eggs. Oh. This is something strange and satisfying to me about seeing a monstrous Tyranitar hatching from an egg at level 1. That's all for me now, but I hope to write, again, write in again soon. Regards, Connell. I didn't know about that one. Me neither. It sounds really cool. Yeah. Uh, that's an interesting one. I, maybe, did it get patched out, maybe? I don't mm, know. Might have. I but, don't know. I mean, if no one knew about it, would they have known to patch it out? Uh, that is a very good question. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's like one of those things where it's just like, oh, Cadaver can't evolve or uh, can't be stopped from evolving with an Everstone. <laughs> mm -mm -mm. And yeah. It's been there since Gen 4. We just never checked, guys. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we just never checked. Never checked turns it. Out, turns out nobody cared. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That is an interesting one, though. Well, thank you for that one, Connell. Uh, we're going to go to the next one, which is going to be from, I believe, the Purple Knight. Yes, and the Claude's Purple Knight. This one. I do. K. Paso, Thatch, Whimsicott, and Claude Nine. Yes, you got it right. I am here. Hello. Claude uh, is here. Person, yeah. He's the only one that's here and the only one that matters. Oh, my. Um, yes. First off, uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you all. I hope yours is a relatively safe and stress-free one. I hope so, too. Um, moving on. I can think of a glitch that sticks out to me for a not-so-good reason and an exploit that lead to some fun times in Johto. The glitch that caught me off guard on my initial playthrough of Oras was the Whalemer glitch. For those that don't remember, Oras had three unique overworld surf figures. Whalmer, Sharpedo, and Kyogre. 
If you used Whalemer specifically in battle with enough experience to evolve into Waylord while surfing, the transition from the evolution to the overworld would stick on the, bla- uh, on the black screen, and you'd have to reset the game. Thankfully, oh. it never corrupted any of my data, so I was able to continue along my journey without too, uh, without too worry. Uh, but that glitch was very jarring to my first playthrough of those games. I did not know that was a glitch. I did not Me know about either. that either, but I also question anybody using a Whalemer in a playthrough, so that's fine. Uh, Whalemer is phenomenal, but either way. On that's the fine. flip-flop, uh, <laughs> the flood and exploit- You might have been Nuzlocking the thing. You don't know. Oh, if you're Nuzlocking. Yeah, that's true. Okay. On the flip-flop, the fun exploit I found after the virtual release of Gold Silver Crystal was a variation of the clone glitch. Granted, I did find this on Smogum's in-game guide uh, page, but it was still very fun. So if you start a new game and save before you pick your starter, you're in prime pickings to do a playthrough with all three at your disposable. Actually, you I knew to, this. I knew yeah. this. It's very All you have glitch. to do is catch a wild mod, perform the clone glitch, and there'll be a new copy of the chosen starter in your PC. Yeah, I, I did this too. Um, in addition mm-hmm. to the second one being in your party, rinse, repeat, third one, and you can play through the game without, all, with all three without trading. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Mm. Merry Christmas again, and I'll catch you later. Your squire, the Purple Knight. Interesting. Ooh. Yeah, that one's. I've done that one before, actually. Yep. Uh, where you can do that. You can even like do a coin box glitch at the same time uh, after you save to get everything but, or to get everything with the coin box glitch. Yep. So you could even do it then, even if you didn't save. Yeah, and you um, can, based on some of the items that you have, you can get any other Pokemon in there, too. I'm very unsurprised in retrospect, looking back at like all of the glitches and exploits we did as kids for these games, that so many of us are speed, like, like so many people are in the speedrunning community. <laughs> I'm, like, because there's just so much stuff. We're sitting there like, okay, you got to do it exactly this time and do it exactly this way, and then it works. Um, and we're sitting there cloning yeah. Pokemon in uh, gold and silver and doing all this other nonsense. I never liked any of that. Like, my fingers were born old. <laughs> I don't know if it was too bad on the Game Boy Color, but like, yeah, it... It got pretty intense. I I think they really cleaned up in Gen 3. I don't know too many Gen 3 glitches that are uh, super easy to do, mm. but I could be wrong. But all right, we've got one more today, and it's going to be from uh, Captain Smitty. <laughs> and uh, what is the cops going to take this? Ahoy, pucks! Captain Smitty writing in. While listening to last week's topic, it made me realize how integral glitches are to my original Pokemon experience and memories. They just wanted to hit on the nostalgia with BDSP. That's why they did it. Right. While I cherish the classic blue version memories, like finding a Pikachu in Viridian Forest, begging my mom to let me save after she took my Game Boy away all, or fighting for my life to find and catch Mewtwo, I also hold Missingno and the mythical truck right alongside those in my heart. Okay, the saving thing really hits home, though. Like, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So this is like a really big flashback. Um, Ethan, who used to be on the show, he and I were talking about that a long time ago about uh, about like the memories of like having to tell your parents like I got I'm in a trainer battle. I need to say I have to w- finish it to yeah. save. Uh, and it's just like the number the number of meetings I got for that. You know, <laughs> I was just like God, Ethan, it's a little intense, but <laughs> yeah, very intense. Like even even at seventeen, my mom was like, okay, but now we're going to be late for this thing. And I would be like, yes, but I need to save and I'm in a trainer battle. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, in, like, a tra- I'm in the middle of a what? trainer battle. What? I can't save. <laughs> uh, anyway, allow me to share two brief, as well as properly punctuated and paragraphically broken, good job, stories. 
Billy and the Legend of Mew. This is a movie. Second grade. That's a movie title. Yes. <laughs> Second grade, 1999. My classmate Billy tells a tale of how he knows the secret to get Mew. But does he share it? No. Instead, he shows, quote-unquote, me, as he hides his Game Boy screen, crosses himself, quickly pushes a lot of buttons, and then presents his screen. And there was Mew. How did he do it? He wouldn't say. But stories spread across the playground of a mysterious track and two secret HMs slice and dive. Hey, that last one came true. Apparently, after getting to the truck, you use slice, which only Scyther can learn, to cut the truck open, and then use dive, which only Gyarados can learn, to dive into the truck. And there Mew would be. This is a bit more elaborate this than is it very being just intense. under the truck. Yeah, it's <laughs> wow. very intense. A decade and a half later, while replaying Blue on 3DS, I finally learned and experienced the true method of acquiring Mew on Nugget Bridge. At last, I was able to accomplish the secret that Billy withheld and prove, as I've always suspected, that whatever Billy did that day was a load of Taurus dung. <laughs> On to the second story. Do you play Pokemon 2? Also 1999. Me and my six-year-old brother, hi Trevster, would bring our Game Boys everywhere. Whether waiting for our pizza at Costco or playing at the park, Anytime my brother saw another kid, he would get so excited because we knew a secret. And that secret was missing now. With duplicated rare candies, we could get any Pokemon we wanted to level 100. But not only that, by catching a level 100 plus Pokemon on the side of Cinnabar Island, we could spend hundreds of rare candies to get them to level 400, 500 or more. I'm pretty sure we stopped once we got to 500s. We got bored. I think it stopped at 255, but yeah. Hmm. Now imagine what this kind of power would do to a six-year-old. My brother was even crazy enough to catch Missing No, and his game survived. So with a game full of super-leveled monsters, a proud little boy would excitedly ask every kid he saw, Do you play Pokemon 2? Maybe one day you can be as good as me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> God, that's good. Oh my goodness. That's Green Taurus badge. That's Green Taurus badge. That's Green Taurus badge right there. Yep. That's Green Taurus badge. was wild. I think they should both get it though because this is Trevster already has it. About. Trevster already has Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, that's baby Trevster was a savage though. Wow. I love it. Um, so cocky yet so innocent. This became one of my favorite childhood memories and for that I thank Glitches. Captain Smitty. <laughs> oh, oh, that's too good. That's that too amazing. good. <laughs> I love that. Kids. <laughs> oh, all right. So, yeah, that's the mailbag this week. That was good, wait, though. So, wait, what? but Thatch, don't I get to submit my mailbag? Uh, you do. Oh, it's the, oh. It's, t'was the night before Pucklemas. Claude, I'll let you do that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's For a Christmas tradition. To let Claude do something silly, and he won- he wrote this whole thing. I'll let him. I'll let him recite his poem. So, for those of you that made it this far, congratulations! You have a fun poem. If not, you'll. You, I'll post it probably later. All right. Twas the night before Pucklemas, and all through the server, not a creature was stirring, not a single observer. The plushies were sat upon the chimney with care, in hopes that Santa Thatch soon would be there. The patrons were nustled all snug in their beds, while visions of Arceus danced in their heads. 
the fluffiest, uh, warm, wearing her whimsicott cap, had just settled down for a long Italian nap. When out of the discord there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Announcements blew up with alerts galore. I rushed to my phone to see what was in store. Advent calendar was upon us again as Santa Thatch gave out Pokemon Amen. When what to my wondering eyes did did appear but a shiny Piplup in a ball of premiere. With a new mon each day for you to get and catch, I knew in a moment it much must be Santa Thatch. More rapid than ninjask, Puckalonians came, and patiently waited for Thatch to call their name. Now Sigma, now Basket, now Linian and Jushiro, on Ozzy, on McGee, on Sublime, and Seth Philo. Orange and Shamu keep the people in line, and Mark stopped the sumo and go help Claude Nine. As the staff scrambled around to get things set up, the community roared, and the Discord blew up. With the bot set up and the giveaway started, we were underway with everyone full-hearted. Then in a twinkling, I heard in voice chat, Thatch was streaming with the guest star, his cat. He wore a Hawaiian shirt with a alligator print and talked about Pokemon while eating peppermint. He gave out Pokemon with a smile on his face and chatted with everyone that entered the place. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples so merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a true ruby. He played games with friends and the room filled with laughter that everyone's stomach hurt from hereafter. We had a good chat about a poke, about a Power Rangers crossover, but after hours of fun, the stream was over. In a wink of an eye and a twist of his head, soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. For it never ends and Santa Thatch will be back as he says his goodbyes and the screen turns to black. But I heard him exclaim ere he fades out of sight, Happy Puckle Miss to all, and to all a good night. I had to mute myself because I was laughing. <laughs> uh, that was very good. <laughs> wow. Um, so Captain Smitty gets the green tourist badge, obviously. Oh, darn, mm-hmm. I tried. If you would like to email us next week, um, the show is going to be recorded earlier than usual because of where Christmas lands, which is our normal recording date. Mm-hmm. Uh, this upcoming week, which is uh, December 25th. So it's going to be recorded somewhere, I believe, on Wednesday. Um, so be sure to uh, to send your emails in before Wednesday, December 23rd, 2nd. Yes, that's how dates work. And mm-hmm. send those in to fucklepodcast.com. Let us know uh, if you think the nostalgia is a little heavy or let us know anything that you uh, – well, I probably will save it for the week after that. But, yeah, let us know if uh, if you think the nostalgia might be too heavy in Pokemon or if you think it's just the right amount. And if you enjoy it, let us know. Until then, come over to PuckleDiscord.com. Hang out with us. Come over to our social media over at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr. You can also go ahead and – Follow us at, at Twitch at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast, though we might be leaving Twitch soon. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> oh, why? Just to go to YouTube at youtube.com slash pucklepodcast where we post videos. Ooh. It just, it might make sense to consolidate. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> Let's do both. And, and that's not how that works, but I'll explain later. <laughs> <laughs> of course, support the show by going over to patreon.com slash podcast, get some cool benefits but most of all just help support the show helps us do some cool things and we really appreciate everybody that helps out in that way so on that note I have been Trainer Thatch I have been the fluffiest whimsy good and I've been Claude Nine and here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower it's closing time <laughs>